Welcome back to Detroit Strange. Was that the smoothest it's ever gone? Probably. Oh, wait, I forgot to say this podcast. This podcast? <laughs> no, it's my line. I'm taking it. It's mine now. Oh. For this episode. You can have it back next episode. Okay, I'll take it then. <laughs> yeah. You can say, uh, what do you want to say? I'm not going to tell you what to say. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for yeah. giving me the freedom to talk for myself. Based on my Zoom background, that's very generous of me, because it is the <laughs> 60s. Big old computer. Yeah, this was from, um, I started doing cafe trivia at work, mm-hmm. which is just like lunchtime trivia, like once a week. Aw, cute. Yeah, we just needed something to spice up the week, so I'm like, well, I'm not actually writing trivia anymore, so I'll write trivia for us. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. I call myself the lunchman, lunchman Alex. Fantastic. Yeah, but this week was like decades. So like we did 90s video games, 80s music, that 70s show, and then the final round or like the final question was 60s inventions. So I tried to get like a background for each decade and this was my 60s one. Adorable. Love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Gives me something fun to do. Yeah. I should do that with all of my coworkers, which right now is me. Just sit there and ask yourself questions. Yeah, but I'll do it through Zoom. Yes. <laughs> so it feels legit. Just have like two computers set up in your house, like Zoom on your phone and Zoom on your laptop and just run between the two and just talk to yourself. Uh, that sounds so healthy. <laughs> You'll get your steps in for sure. That's true. Uh, and I did get, I got a used Apple Watch, so now I've got these rings to close. Work. Every day. Mm-hmm. I got to get my movement ring to close so steps will help. I thought like they invented Fitbit rings for a minute, like movement ring. What is that? And I realized it's just an Apple Watch thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I've never been interested in a Fitbit, mainly because I don't need something reminding me that I'm not moving enough. Okay. I've had Fitbits too. And I got this for basically the price of a Fitbit because it's used. Yeah. And... I like the Fitbits, but I would always do stupid stuff. Like the first ones weren't a, it wasn't a watch. It was like Mm -hmm. a thing you would clip on. So it went through the washing machine. And Mm -hmm. then I did get a watch one and that was great, but it kind of broke after a while and I stopped wearing it for a long time, but I'm very competitive against myself. That's a good thing. Yeah. So I really do actually think it kind of does help me to be like, well, all right, I, I need to do something, you know, and be a little bit more active because I also like data. Fair. See, that's my thing is like, I don't know what the hell I would do with all this data. And I'm already like, my Fitbit is an anxiety where I would just pace constantly. So that's mm-hmm. my steps. <laughs> Are you a leg shaker? Sometimes. Restless leg syndrome, I think. It's nothing it is chronic. To. Mm-hmm. That just reminds me of those TikToks of like, Fake therapy sessions, like, what do we say? My depression is chronic, but this ass is iconic. Just stuff like that. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, no, I don't like shaking. I do sometimes, but mm-hmm. basically at some point, there's, like, I'm either, like, just shaking my arms or just, like, I don't know. I'm a jittery person in general, especially now mm-hmm. that I'm drinking a vodka Red Bull. <laughs> I mean, that'll do it. I remember when I thought these were my drink. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be my go-to drink at the bar. And then I drank like three or four in one night. And then like I went home and I was just like laying in bed at three. I'm wide awake. I'm like, why did I do this? Yeah. I used to have some friends who that was their main go-to. And I guess I like still the do, taste of Red but... Bull, but it is a lot of caffeine. I actually oddly like the sugar-free taste better than the regular yeah. one. Oh, I always get the sugar-free one. Mm-hmm. It's be- it just It's not even a sugar thing. It's just a taste better. Yeah. I don't know why. Also, one of the, I haven't really had that much Red Bull in my life, but one of the like flavored ones is not bad. Is it the yellow one? I think the yellow one might be okay. I think people are always like, yeah, the yellow one's the tea. Okay, then I'm I gonna, just like the sugar-free plain. 
I know I've drinking at least a case of Red Bull in my life because I've bought a case of Red Bull in my <laughs> life. Actually, my mom bought it for me and had it shipped because it was Sam's Club. Aw. And I like, paid her back. So, but then she was like, should you be drinking all this energy drink? I'm like, well, it's too late now. I'm drinking them. <laughs> <laughs> it's been drank. I think they're fine. Like, in, like, as long as you're not, like, fucking shotgunning them. I mean, it's everything in moderation. Right. Same with anything, really. So. Yeah. Sometimes moderation doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it does. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you drink a whole bottle of wine on a Wednesday night and you're like, why did I do this? But then you remember that time doesn't matter anymore because you never leave your house. Yep. yep. True story. Sometimes it's fun, though. Like, I don't know. I just drink a whole bottle of wine and just, like, dance into my basement alone because club quarantine. <laughs> yeah, Quarantine I mean, is having very healthy effects on my lifestyle. Oh, I mean, it's so healthy for everybody mentally. You, yeah, I just, like... I was joking at the beginning of quarantine. I'm like, I don't know what's going to kill me first, corona or quarantine. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very different because now I feel like now everybody just kind of talks about like the quarantine aspects of it and the actual like COVID information. There's still plenty of new stuff every day, but I feel like I don't hear people talking about it as much when I'm, you know, interacting. We're more just talking about like the isolation of yeah. everything. And, I don't know. It just it's we're at, it's been monotonous, but it's gotten to a real heavy monotony. Yeah. Uh, in the last couple weeks. And yeah. But at least it's still nice out. I think it's Yeah. You know, I I'm excited for fall. Very yeah. over summer. Oh, I'm good with summer still. I will keep summer for a while, but I do love fall, so I don't mind idea of fall coming in. The only reason I'm not as geeked out about fall is so many things are not going to be able to happen yeah that are some like the fall greats and that's a big bummer yeah so i was like so amped i was gonna do theater bazaar this year Mm -hmm. finally but looks like i will have to wait another year yeah yeah which i mean it's how it, it things should not be a go so i support it but it also just sucks yeah yeah it's like i get it it, but it's a bummer yeah yeah so but i mean uh that which does not kill us makes us stronger i'll still do spooky shit on my own though yeah yeah i had um someone in my house taking pictures because i'm like in the process of getting my home appraised Mm. and like i still have the ghosts hanging up from my halloween party last year Uh uh-huh and I was like, oh, she's trying to take a picture of my, like, circuit panel, and there was a ghost in the way. I'm like, let me move it. She's like, no, it's okay. We kind of like take, like, I kind of like taking pictures of weird stuff, so give the guy, like, give the people who actually review the photos a laugh, and I'm like, all yeah. right, fine, whatever. That makes a little Easter egg. Yeah, she probably thought it was very weird, though, because I was like, I put them up for a Halloween party. I just didn't have the heart to take them down. I don't, th- I mean, I'm weird about weird, things like that, like. I've had balloons just hang around for so long. So I'm like, but like they're, they're still inflated. Look at them. I don't want to end their life early. Their non-existent life. <laughs> I think that's okay. You're just empathetic towards uh <laughs> things that don't need empathy. But then like yeah. things like bug. I'm like, I will crush you, drown you in poison, <laughs> and zap you to death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. Yeah. I wonder though too. Do you think it's also because like. Those objects are tied to the memory of why you put them up. Maybe. That could be it. Yeah. So you kind of have like a like a nostalgia. Because I love Halloween. Like, mm-hmm. it's my favorite, hands down. It's the best. That's why. Like, I've been planning Halloween costume. Like, I, we talk about Halloween. Yeah. Like, me and oh, my yeah. friends. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. It's a great time. Costumes are great. Yeah. Ookie spookies are great. It's all great. Yeah. I'm going to have a sewing machine so maybe I can step up my costume game this year. Oh, hey. Queen Elizabeth. Patterns. What? <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was just trying to think of something intricate just so. <laughs> that collar, it's going to take you a while. You better get oh, started yeah. right now. Yeah. Let me get my coffee filters ready. Start sewing them together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, but I did get some patterns. I ordered some patterns online because I didn't have the oh. patience to dig through the filing cabinets at Joanne's because... Mm-mm. I 
Also, like, mm-hmm. the men's selection at Joanne's, I'm going to shade, because it's, uh, like, there's, like, four pages and, like, one of the 14 books they have, and it's, like, here's how you can, like, make a t-shirt. And I'm, like, <laughs> but I got, oh. like, this, like, pajama one. It's, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to make a robe. Oh, fancy. Yeah, I got one for a robe. I got one for a jumpsuit and overalls. So, like... Watch out, world. I'm very uh, ambitious. I've never never done anything other than modify clothes, but I'm like, you know what? It's just cut in pieces. Like, it's like Legos. It's fabric Legos. Yeah. And, it, you know, the old uh, go big, go home thing. Insert here. I'm sure that Bidget comes out of quarantine just wearing a bunch of shitty homemade clothes, and you're just like... (laughs) But you know what? It's going to be okay. Maybe by the time it's over, though, I'll just be like Master Seamstress. Seamster? I don't know what they call it. Whatever. I'm okay with being a seamstress. Yeah. I think dealer's choice. Whatever you want to be called. Yeah. Just don't call me late for dinner. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Aw. Well, that sounds fun. I'm glad you have a, a fun activity going on. Yeah. My biggest like side activity is <laughs> Duolingo Spanish. Trabajo. Did just you say Trabajo? Yeah. I was like, did you just say, oh, work. I get it. Work. work. Yeah, I get it. I'm slow. It's okay. I'm testing your Spanish. See, si. <laughs> Spanish is one of those languages that, like, I took it for four years. And, mm-hmm. like, I can kind of speak it, but, like, I only remember, like, really stupid phrases. Like, I, like, don't know if I could actually hold a conversation. Like, I, it's one of those languages, that, like, I think I could speak more than I, I don't know. But... That's how, because I took French in high school, so that's how French is for me. It's the same thing. Although, with any language that I learn, because I also learned a little German in college, I can read it decently mm-hmm. and figure it out. Some of its context clues, though, too. Oh, yeah. But as far as speaking it, like, I It's really the hardest struggle. part about learning a language, because, yeah. like, reading and listening are easy to practice. It's the speaking and having to, like, string sentences together. Well, and reading, you can take time to process, like, while yeah. you're reading. And speaking, you know, I mean, that's what fluency is, is not really having to stop, assess, think, and, like, work through it. It's just being able to think in that language, essentially, so that you're just talking. I would love to be fluent in another language. Yeah, But I me don't too. think it's ever going to happen. No, me either. Language was always my, like, lowest grade in school, like, in high school. I had a great... Uh, French teacher too for sophomore through senior year she was the best and still not so great at it myself I mean there is like a a prime age for learning languages earlier we don't Mm -hmm. start that yet I mean yeah it's supposed to be like around the age I think it's anywhere from when you first develop like speaking skills so from the age of like one to like I don't know eight or something like that I think are the prime language learning years because you're formulating your um other your basic language skills whatever language you actually your family speaks so i think there's just more room to like dual develop yeah yeah oh i know like my my coworker barb her kids all are dual dual bilingual that's the word there we go (laughs) bilingual so i can no longer speak any language uh but (laughs) Her kids know English and Italian, so I always love it because, like, they like walk into the frame of them, like, mom, blah blah blah, she'll be blah blah blah, <laughs> prego. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, mi amore. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyone with kids, teach, teach them a language. language. Yeah. Or get them some language lessons if you don't know a second language. Now is the time. Mm hmm. Yeah. Sit their ass down and make them watch Dorothy explore until they're fluent. <laughs> no, Muzzy. I think that's too. That's that might be before your time. There were these really good commercials back in the day, and they were language like VHS tapes. Ooh. And it was the Muzzy was like the uh, this big furry guy who was like the logo of it. Interesting. Yeah. It. Oh, I think it was Muzzy. I'm gonna have to look it up later. It was great. I'm gonna look up the commercial and share it with you. I remember Rosetta Stone being a thing. 
Yeah, I mean, it still is. It still is. I don't think many people use it, though. It's expensive. Yeah. It's really, really expensive. And I mean, I'm I wonder sure if it that... actually works. I've heard, I've heard that it probably does, but I don't think I know anybody personally who's used it because of the price. Yeah. I think if you were like, if you were moving to another country and you didn't know the language, it'd be worth like that investment. Yeah. But other than that, I think it's like hard to justify yeah that type of an expense yeah totally yeah and you i mean you got to be actually dedicated and really most of the time when i pick things up am i actually dedicated fully i don't know yeah i think that's like how you determine how dedicated you are is like is it worth it to spend the money and the answer is you probably know a lot of times yeah exactly yeah. As I'm looking around my basement, I'm seeing a sewing machine, a keyboard I never learned how to use. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I've got a, a guitar and a ukulele that I don't know how to play. I mean, I think ukuleles, we can just, we can forget them. No, that's the, of the two, I would do more. I do, I do, I do still have dreams of wanting to learn to play the uke. <laughs> At some point in my life, I think it's really cute and pretty, and it's small. It's compact. That so it's is easy nice to take places. It. Yeah. So I... Actually, it was such, like, a hipster annoying thing. Like, uh, I learned how to play ukulele. I can play, like, Zoe Deschanel music and the Over the Rainbow song that that one Hawaiian guy played that one time, and now that's all I want to learn. Yeah, but before that, it was cool, and yeah. I do still appreciate it, and I think it's cute, and I do like the sound of it, like, genuinely... And also, if I'm going to learn something, I want it to be small. I'm just going to go back to that. I want a small Fair. instrument. I'm not a recorder person, so ukulele sounds perfect. Well, former duo, you you learn you like you learn up on the uke. I'll uh, perfect my recorder skills. Fantastic, done and done. Yes, it'll be great. Yeah. You can all look for us to drop our album. Yeah, 2021. <laughs> It's right, strange. The album. Uh-huh. Unplugged. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, fantastic. Let me have a sip of my rosé because yeah, I got real rose? fancy. Mm-hmm. Rosé all day. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty basic, so it's fine. I though, mean, rosé is Sometimes good. basic things are nice. Yeah. Yeah. You got to accept basic things yeah. sometimes. I'm drinking yeah. a vodka Red Bull. I think I already mentioned that, but. You did, yeah. Um, so also basic. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, yeah. I just, I needed some go-go juice today. That's fair. I made the mistake of staying up till 1 a.m. last night for no oh. good reason. No, yeah. I was just like, I don't feel like sleeping yet. And then I just like, this morning I'm like, why didn't I go to sleep? Yeah, yeah. Um, sleep's important. You need to get that eight hours. Yeah. Rest your little head. I did take a nap yesterday, though, so I'm gonna gonna count that. Lovely. But it's like, I feel like I've been, like, all this week I've been trying to nap a little bit after work. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if I actually fall asleep or if I just go into, like, standby mode, that's what I'm calling it. Like, fully, I'm just, like, laying there unresponsive, but if the slightest (laughs) thing happened, I will wake up and be ready to go. Aw. You know? See, I'm a... I'm a terrible napper, so whenever I do actually nap, it is much needed, because I just, I, I can't sleep in the light. Oh, I got the eye shade, changes everything. I have one. Uh, it it took me minutes to get used to, but. I I still just, like, know it's light outside or so. I don't know. I'm just. That's fair. I find it very hard to to sleep in the light. Do you ever take a nap and you just nap so hard you like wake up and you're like, where am I? Who am I? What am I doing? Yes. Oh, those are yeah. the best naps. That probably means you woke up during like a uh, REM. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's usually like three hours longer than you intend. Like it was oh, like yeah. a three hour long nap. You wake up and you're like, why did I nap so long? Well, the ideal nap's only supposed to be like, what, 20 minutes or something like that? That's too short. No, because after that, though, you start to go into the cycles where, like, you do get into the deep sleep. And, like, if you wake up during the deep sleep, then you're just as tired Yeah, as you were. I remember, like, reading this theory that, like, the best way to nap was, like, 
drink a cup of coffee, then like sleep for 20 minutes and then wake up and the coffee will have hit you and you'll just be like extra awake. Oh, there you go then. But I don't think I could do that. No. (laughs) Yeah. Again, I'm not a good napper in general, so. You got to get that nighttime sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of sleep, this has nothing to do with sleep. Transition time. (laughs) Yes. You want to hear a story? I sure do. Okay. So today is, we're recording this on August 7th, which actually it is my parents' anniversary today. Happy anniversary, Jess's parents. Yeah. I mean, this doesn't come out for quite a few days after, but. (laughs) They'll hear it eventually. Yeah. But their anniversary is today. And so I started thinking and they got married I'm pretty sure, at the Fairlane Mansion, which is the um, Clara and Henry Ford Mansion I was wondering if it was by the mall, because there's Fairlane Mall. Uh, it is, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the mall's named after it. Yeah, that whole area that is kind of, yeah. That's a weird mall. It is a weird mall, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's got those weird layers, doesn't it? I haven't been there in a second. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like um, a split-level mall. Yeah. You know. It is strange, yeah. But there is an H&M there. There <laughs> That's is. That's I remember. Uh, but anyway, so they got married there 44 years ago. And so I wanted to do a story about the Fairlane uh, Manor. Fun. Yeah, so it's the Henry Ford Estate slash Fairlane Mansion. I keep saying manor, but mansion, technically. They are the same thing, which is very confusing because I... Literally did not know if they were the same thing or separate things. And I had a very hard time finding out online. Mm -hmm. But they are the same thing. Okay. Uh, But more people, I think, refer to it as the Henry Ford Estate. That makes sense. Yeah. So um, real quick, uh, I'm not going to go too into Henry Ford because I think most people do probably know who he is. But owner of Ford Motor Company, created the assembly line, $5 a day, the eight-hour workday, yada, 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 yada. Also, there's some controversial things. Yeah. Questionable dude. Yeah, exactly. Like, he did some really, really good things, but he was also kind of shitty as he was like a Nazi sympathizer until the war actually happened and a little anti-Semitic. And there's, you know, some other issues in there. We don't need to go into them, though. Yeah. Uh, But the house was built for he and his wife, Clara, in Dearborn, Michigan. And I will talk about Clara a little bit. So okay. she was a passionate philanthropist, and she worked on social reform projects, uh, like advocating for women's suffrage, as well as fighting to support unwed mothers and getting females medical coverage and skill training when they mm-hmm. didn't have uh, any prior training. And the couple met in 1885 at the Greenfield Dancing Club. Ooh. Yes. And they were married three years later in 1888. They had one child, Etzel, uh, Mm -hmm. in 1893. So the house itself uh, is made of limestone. It's located just a few miles from where both of them were born. Mm -hmm. And it is one Fairlane Drive in Dearborn, Michigan. It was named Fairlane after an area in County Cork in Ireland where Ford's adoptive grandfather was born. Okay. Yeah. So this was um, Clara and Henry's 15th and final home. So it was like the big shebang. Yeah. I can't wait to hear all the bullshit they put into it. (laughs) It's a lot. But actually, well, I'll get to it in a second. But actually, for its time, it was just like, okay, as far as large estates go. Really? Yeah, it was like livable. Yeah. But it is... 1,300 acres of property along the River Rouge and includes a large limestone house, electrical power plant on the dammed river, Damn. a yeah, a lab Literally. for Henry, yeah, <laughs> a greenhouse, a boathouse, because he could just like get his boat out right on the uh, River Rouge, um, riding stables for their horses, children's playhouse, treehouse, uh, a farm, staff cottages, a skating house, and many gardens throughout the property. Sounds nice. Yeah. There was also an indoor pool and a bowling alley. Okay. Pretty yeah. people loved bowling alleys back then, because I feel like... Well, it was like the thing to do. It was entertainment. That's true. Good old bowling. Yeah, now people have, like, little in-home movie theaters. Oh, love that. Yeah. So the initial design for the estate had input input from Frank Lloyd Wright, 
However, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright traveled to Europe during kind of like the design period, and the design was actually revised in by Marion Mahoney Griffin, mm-hmm. and she actually used her own interpretation of the prairie style, so going for more of that down-home look. Okay. But it doesn't look like that because design did not stop there. Uh, Henry and Clara took a trip to Europe around this time as well, and upon returning, they got rid of old Marion, uh-huh. and they had William Van Tyne complete the design, adding an English manor style to the house. Because of sorry. Europe. Yeah. We saw oh, Europe. They went to we Europe. love Europe. They went to Europe and it changed yes. their life. Oh. Yes. And finally, in 1913, architect Joseph Nathaniel French was brought in to work on the final stages to complete the house, and construction was finally cl- completed in 1915. So, the house itself has 56 rooms, covers 31,000 square feet, and when it was completed, it was actually considered to be quote unquote fitting but not as grand as other era houses, despite it having that bowling alley and indoor pool. Rich people. <laughs> it's fitting. I like, actually, I was talking about coworkers this week of like stupid things I was by for like my house. It was ever obscenely wealthy. And on it is like a hedge maze, a DDR arcade machine, and then some place for alpacas because I realized this oh, week that I love alpacas. I love alpacas. They're so cute. They're adorable. I, yes, I'm in. I'm in for the alpaca farm. I'll come, I'll pet them, I'll do yoga with them or whatever. Yes. But back to the hedge maze. Yes, yes. So I love hedge mazes. I love hedge mage. Same. Oh my gosh, it's so hard to say. Hedge mazes as well. Yeah. And I'm playing another new thing on my phone because I play phone games now apparently. And it's Work. like. It's like one of those hidden object scene ones, but then in the meantime, you build your like estate on this island thing. Ooh. Yeah, it's called June's Journey. Okay. And I am building a large hedge maze on my island because yes. I have decided that this is a good use of my time. I'm trying to come up with some sort of design. Yeah. So it can like, because, you know, you see your island from an aerial view. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in the midst of designing my own hedge maze in this really stupid game the haunted house i used to work at they would like do corn mazes and they would plan it out Mm -hmm. so like when you viewed it from the sky it would be like a gravestone with a crow on top of it or like a giant skull or like that kind of thing yeah my friend used to have a birthday party every year at um spicer's orchard and vineyard which is out near not flint grand blank i don't know it's somewhere out in an area I've never lived, so I don't know it that well. Yeah. But they always have really cool aerial designs. And it's always fun. I appreciate them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was a power station. And it, like I said, it was the river was dammed to conduct power. And it actually, the final cornerstone for it was laid by none other than Thomas Edison. Wow. Yes. Well, they were tight. Thomas they, Edison yeah. and Ford. Yeah. And so it was hydropower, and it powered the estate as well as part of Dearborn. Okay. Yeah, which cool. is kind of cool. Respect yeah. that. Uh, to get to the residence, one drives down a twisting path through the woods, only at the last minute to enter into an opening where the house stands. Mm-hmm. And yes, this was specifically designed by a landscape architect named Jens Jensen, who was, this was like his signature move was to create these like, Going through the woods and then you get there kind of over effects. the river and through the woods to Ford's house we go. Yeah, exactly. They had animatronics that would sing that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Definitely. They're voiced by Henry himself. Uh, he was known for his singing ability. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Henry and Clara, this was a as I said, their final house. So Henry Ford died in the house in nineteen forty seven at the age of eighty three. Clara died three years later in nineteen fifty. I didn't write this part down, but Henry actually died after this, like, there was this crazy storm with all this flooding in Dearborn, and it knocked out, like, all the power and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he had some sort of, like, hemorrhage or something like that. But it was just, like, I don't know, a very dramatic story, because he was, like, going and checking on all the properties and da-da-da-da. And then, like, the next day, it was just, like, LOL-D-E-D. done so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in 1957, the estate was donated to U of M to help build a new Dearborn campus. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And currently the staff's former houses in Pony Barn is used by the university. I think it's like a child, early childhood development center or something like that. I didn't write it down, but. And the main house, powerhouse and garage and 72 acres of land are operated currently as a museum. And the former indoor pool is now, has now been covered and is a restaurant. Okay. Yeah. So present day, there were tours of the house since the 70s, but I believe the site was closed in 2010 Mm -hmm. as structural problems were becoming more severe because, you know, it's almost 100 years old at that point in time. And limestone. Doesn't do well with the acid rain. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Smart. Uh, <laughs> as of 2014, restorations on the house were started, but the grounds are open to public and they are open seven days a week from about 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., which is kind of cool. Yeah. Because there is there's an English garden and a blue garden, which is where Clara loved to spend most of her time. There's also this thing called the Path of the Setting Sun. And it's just Ooh. this like there's woods around it but then it's this clearing and it was cleared so that on summer solstice you could see the perfect sunset oh he literally had a space made to watch sunsets i mean hey yeah that's kind of cool there's also like this statue of uh henry and clara like standing there like in one of the gardens like looking off into the garden like very majestically (laughs) oh that just reminds me like Jen, she and her siblings had this thing called God Face, where she's like, God, and they'd look like up and towards the distance, just like towards the sky. Love it. So, I mean, like I said, one of the reasons I did choose this is uh, my parents got married there. They actually met at U of M Dearborn, too, so I'm pretty sure, yeah, that kind of all comes around. But the other reason I went for it. Is it ookie spooky? It's got a little ookie spooky. Ooh, I feel like we haven't had an ookie spooky in a minute, so I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a couple accounts. I'm going to go into some general accounts and then some specific ones I read on Facebook. And then I, I'll give you my sources at the end, too. But uh, so paranormal investigators have been in. But who do you think they see? Probably Clara. Nope. Henry? Nope. A horse. Close. Joan Jett. No, not close. That's mean. That's mean. I didn't mean to be mean. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes, Joan Jett. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes. I don't even know if she's alive or dead, but I th- she's the first name that came ahead. Think alive? I don't know. Uh no, actually they're former they're butler. Oh, okay. Yeah. So sadly though, one of the one of the theories is that the butler actually suffered from OCD. So Ooh. he he was probably a really good butler. Yeah, I mean, I guess right that's the profession things. to have, but like... Yeah, but rumor has it that whenever careless visitors come to the state, he is there forever to clean up after them. That's kind of a bummer. I'd hope he just scare the hooligans away. Yeah. So presently, visitors have reported seeing an apparition following them through the house, through doors. They see the reflection in windows and mirrors. Um, they've experienced some things with cabinets and dressers and things like that, like a little bit of movement. And some visitors have even seen photographs on the wall within the estate and exclaimed, that's him, when they see it. That's crazy. Yeah, because they didn't know who it was when they saw it in the house and then would see him in a photograph and put it all together. I hope uh, doors just, like, and win- fussy and passive aggressive. <laughs> doors and windows will open and close on their own, and sometimes photos will be shown to have orbs. Ooh. Yes. So now we're going to get into a couple specific accounts, and these are all from, what was it called, Haunted History Facebook, which actually no longer exists. They've, like, moved over to a different account, but, uh, oh, I should have written the date, but I want to say these were circa somewhere in the 2010s. Okay. So somewhere in the last decade, these were written. Uh, One man on Facebook reported that he and his wife visited the estate, and this is when you could still actually walk through the house. So this would have been, yeah, before 2015 or 14. Mm -hmm. And when they entered the butler's kitchen, they started to walk towards the back of the house, and they saw an open door that led to the basement. The man told his wife, let's go down there. But she said, nah. And then she just headed into the kitchen instead. The man then started on his way down into the basement by himself when all of a sudden the door slammed behind him. Although he doesn't believe in spirits, he tested the door to try and see if he could get it to, like, shut on its own again, but he could not recreate the situation. Ooh. Yes. 
another Facebook user reported she took her daughter to see the estate when she was about four. At one point, they were in the sitting room when her daughter let go of her hand and ran out of her the house. She ran after her daughter, as one does, to find her crying, afraid, and refusing to go back into the house. She told her mom that a lady dressed in old-fashioned clothes came walking towards her and, quote, She didn't look real. Ooh, spooky, yeah. spooky. Ghostquest.net reports that visitors have to have seen the man who's a, who is suspected to be the butler. They've seen him in mirrors and windows and reflections. Others have found him in their photographs when they go home. Uh, some employees have reported that the apparition will even go as far as to clean up messes left by the guest and attendants, sometimes even sweeping the floors. If I had a ghost that would clean my house, <laughs> I would be so happy. I know it's not a bad ghost to have. I mean, he sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I'll take him. Right. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, some other investigations have reported cold spots and energy readings, as well as the distinct feeling of being watched. There's also a general feeling that the in the master bedroom that has caused some to think that Claire and Henry may also still be occupying the house, but no confirmations of this have ever been na- made and nothing has shown up to make anybody think it's specifically them other than being in their room and having like a sense in there Mm -hmm. uh and that's really about it there wasn't there's not as much there's a lot of information about the henry ford estate i guess as a whole Mm -hmm. because right across ford road is like the henry ford museum greenfield Mm -hmm. village like all those things which I mean, we'll probably at some point, I'm assuming, have some sort of coverage of. But yeah. just a couple things about like the – these are off the top of my head. But at the museum itself, there's like the chair that Abraham Lincoln was shot in that people have reported seeing him rocking in. I forgot they had that there. What an interesting piece of American history to have just chilling in Dearborn, Michigan. They have Michigan. a lot of stuff. They have the JFK car. Uh, what is it with them and presidential assassinations? Do they have a room of like <laughs> places where presidents died? They also have, uh, I think it's the seat or part of the Rosa Parks bus. Okay. Uh, what else was there? There was another thing that was, oh, the the Wright Brothers, like, not studio, but like workspace, mm-hmm. garage. And I guess there is reports of an apparition of possibly a, a younger female who might have been their sister. Around that, this is all off the top of my head, so I'm sorry if any of this is inaccurate. It just I came across it in reading about this stuff too, but yeah. So the only thing I remember the Henry Ford Museum was like the House of the Future from like the yes. 50s or 60s. That's yes. like the only part of the museum I remember. That that's the biggest part I remember too. I just thought that was cool. so interesting. Yeah, the weird pod house. Yeah, wasn't it like hanging too? Yes. That's... Um, it's it's elevated. I know you have okay. to go up like little steps, and there's like a, yeah, you have to go up into it. Okay, so I don't know if like... it's, I don't it, think it's maybe hanging. It rotated. Maybe it rotates. I don't know. It's circular. Yeah, like just in nature. Like it's like, is yeah, it, it would be shaped? circular. I don't know, but it is. It's really cool and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why I was like, I, I mean, right now's. I don't right now. It's not the time for things, but yeah. I look forward to the future because I do want to go back to the Henry Ford Museum. Same. And actually, I really want to go, even though the Fairlane man, uh, Mansion is closed right now itself because yeah. they've been renovating it anyway, not just because everything going on. The gardens are open and they look kind of cool. I and do have a good garden. I went to Cranbrook Gardens the other day. Yeah, kind of fun. That's what I was just about to say. Is they kind of remind me they've got like. A Cranbrooky kind of vibe going on. Like, I think Cranbrook is probably a little bigger as far as like the actual because like you can get it's Cranbrook insane is at Cranbrook. Crazy. Yeah, but there's a lot of walking trails and things like this too on the estate's property, which I think is really fun. That is nice. Yeah, I want to. I'm going to go there soon. I've decided. Decision made. Do it. Hold me to it. Yeah. And then invite I'll me. We'll go. Post to our story. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so that is uh, Fairly Mansion, uh, made famous by my parents' marriage. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or wedding. There's actually a plaque, right? Yes, yeah. That yeah, is where the Coopers got married. That, like, green historic plaque. That's what yes. it, it says at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, like, there's they're actually their footprints yeah. where they stood at the altar, right? 
Yeah. Or I don't know if it was an altar. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I tried to do a little reconnaissance mission on it, but unfortunately the people that I had uh, contact information were teenagers when my parents got married and uh-huh. I don't think recalled as much. Yeah, teenagers at weddings don't remember shit. Because I remember like the weddings I went to as a teenager. I remember specifically at my cousin Mike's wedding, just like being on my shitty flip phone, just like in a hallway in the basement, just like, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, their wedding was fine, the food was good and everything, but, like, when you're, like, 14 at a wedding and you can't mm-hmm. drink and, like, you don't like dancing, what really is there for you? Mm-hmm. I think, actually, technically, I'm pretty sure, and I will, sometimes my parents listen, I don't know if they listen to every episode, but I am pretty sure that my mom actually was not of legal drinking age when they got married. No, she was. Okay, she barely was because the law changed. That's what it was. So my mom was 20 when they got married. So technically, nowadays, she would not be of age. But at that time, it was 18. My mom was the same way. She got married, like, literally, like, less than a week or like just over. So, like, her birthday is, like, September 27th, and they got married on October 5th, and she had just turned 21. Yeah. No, and the weird thing is, too, I think at that point, because when the law changed from 18 to 21, I could be getting this so wrong, and I'm so sorry, anybody who knows we're if I am. We're not a drinking age podcast. No, we're not. But I think those who were already drinking were grandfathered in. So it was almost like there was just like a pause. Like, if you're 18 by this date, keep drinking. But if you're not, like, if you're 18 that the next date, you got to like wait till 21. Yeah. Like, you're getting ready, you're revving up, and then yeah. it's like, yeah, but no. LOLJK, have fun with your Capri Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sorry if I got any of these details wrong, because, you know, people tell you stuff in your family, and you're young, and... Oh, yeah. You grow up and think you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But I yeah. mean, you just return the favor by telling their kids stupid shit. Like, that's what I've learned with my cousins, is, like, if they mess with you when you were a kid, you mess with their kids, and then their kids are like, you never know that this happened? It's like, no, that's not real. Who told you that? <laughs> oh, really quick before I forget, though, I do oh, yeah. want to say my sources. Uh, Haunted History, Facebook, like I said, no longer exists. Uh, uh, which is a website, and they are renovating the house, actually, right now. They plan on opening it up in the future, and they there's a whole journey. You can do this whole, like, virtual tour and see this floor and that wall and you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then haunted michigan the ghost of henry ford's butler which is on 99wfmk.com and ghostquest.net uh, article called Fol- folklore and haunted locations guide dearborn michigan nice yeah well that was interesting um ford's such like a big figure around here obviously so it's interesting yeah. to hear about his house and like so I think, like, when rich people build houses, you get to see, like, okay, they, they're horse hoes. They have a horse stable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what's important? Well, yeah. important's a lofty word, but, like, what is... What they felt strongly enough about to build. But a lot of times it's also just a status thing. Oh, yeah. They might not have been into horses, but, you know, Bob and Sarah over there have a horse barn, so we gotta have We a need horse a horse barn that holds five more horses than theirs. Yeah. The other weird thing, too, to think about, because, like, I mean, that family is such a um, known name, because obviously there's this whole car brand that still exists and is going pretty strong. Mm-hmm. One thing I did read about Clara, though, is she actually died in Henry Ford Hospital, which how weird would it be for your final, like, moments to be in a hospital that was, like, named after your husband? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. I always forget, like, Henry Ford Health System is a thing. Yeah. Well, thank you for that story. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for going on that journey. (laughs) I love a good journey. (laughs) But, yeah, I also, I realized we haven't talked about anything haunted in a while, and I miss the haunts. I am so glad you did, because, like, I feel like spooky season is almost upon us. I know it's only August, but, like... I'm seeing, like, that new uh, Ryan Murphy series, Ratched, or Ratched. I don't know how you pronounce it, because I've never seen One Flew Over the Cookie... One... 
one flew over the cuckoo's nest, not cookie's <gasps> nest. I've never seen that. Oh, you should watch that movie. I have to now because I want to watch the series. They made a like Nurse Ratched's uh, origin story, and Sarah oh. Paulson's playing her. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm so it's like a mini series. I think it's that. a Hulu exclusive or something. I'm into that. Yeah. They're so, all- oh, sorry. Go on. I was, yeah, I was gonna say I'm excited to watch that, and I think they're also doing a spinoff of American Horror Story called American Horror Stories, which is like the only difference is they're like each episode's a one-off, so instead of like. Oh, okay. A like season long of them doing the same thing. It'll be just like mm-hmm. kind of like Black Mirror for horror. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which I think Black Mirror is kind of horror, just like different, like more traditional horror, not it's like here's what's wrong with society. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me though. A. Wait, there were two things. Oh, A. I just read today that there's going to be a League of Their Own series. Oh, uh, love that with uh, Ab- Abby Jacobson. Like uh, Abby and Alana, yeah, yeah. She's uh one of I think uh one of the creators slash adapters. It follows new characters. It's going to be a series, so it's it doesn't follow the characters from a league of their own, but it follows women in the uh, National Baseball League, which is cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, because I we watched that movie together, like when I watched it yeah. for the first time, and I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. But the other thing I want to tell you, yes. So I've been watching a series called Psychic Kids. Interesting. Let me tell you about it. So the new season, there's a new season on Hulu, or newer season. It's an A&E show. And it follows... So Psychic Kids actually started back in 2008, went through 2008 to 2010. There were three seasons. Mm-hmm. And each episode works with like two to three kids, and they have psychics go in and teach these kids kind of like not to be scared of their abilities and like how to use their abilities interesting yeah and they would go away for this like little weekend retreat and meet other psychic kids like there'd be like a few of them meeting up well Mm. the new series there's about three or four of them who now are the coaches but they don't actually bring the kids together in this one but each one gets like a very dedicated coach for like a long weekend essentially that teaches them like how to like hone into their abilities and use them and like not be scared of them and it's funny because like in about half the episodes, there's, like, one parent who's skeptic mm-hmm. and, like, the other one isn't. And by the end of the episode, the skeptic one always believes. Uh, just saying. Because they also take them to a paranormal site that mm-hmm. the producers have chosen that neither the psychic coach or psychic child knows. And they'll, like, ask them things before they get there and they already know things. And then they get there and they go and, like, I don't know. It's incredibly interesting. I love that shit. I'm so into the, the paranormal. Where's that? Is it what? What like st- platform is it on? Hulu is Hulu? the new okay. one. Amazon Prime is the old episodes because I watched the new one with my roommate, and then we went back. We were like, we want to see them, like on the original series. Is it anywhere? And then I found it on Amazon Prime. Although we haven't gotten to the episodes with the kids who become coaches yet, but it's that's cool though. Fascinating to watch. It's very interesting. Also, I found this like Reddit thread of this girl who was on it and she was talking about she was like, they don't ever make us like say anything. They didn't really coach us to say things. Sometimes during like the meet and greet scenes, you know, when they're like meeting each other, they would make them do several takes of that. Yeah. So they could get the best angle or whatever. But she said like. They obviously chose to leave stuff out in editing. Yeah. And she disagreed with some of it, but she was like, they never told us to say anything. That's cool. Yeah. Maybe sometimes a little naive, but I totally believe in all that stuff, and I'm totally fascinated by it. I don't think everybody who – I don't think necessarily everybody who's like, oh, I'm clairvoyant or whatever necessarily is, because I think it is something that's easy to uh, lie about, but I think it does exist, and I think it can exist. Yeah, oh, definitely. People deserve the benefit of doubt until, you know, they're proven wrong. Yeah. Because those things do exist. And then I feel so bad for people who have shit like that and then nobody believes them. Especially watching these little kids because they're like, I lie to my friends and I don't tell my friends and my dad doesn't believe me. And like, I feel bad. about, And it just breaks my heart. Yeah, that does suck. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So Psychic Kids. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Uh, I had a very, I had a very long Instagram, not very long. I had a Instagram conversation with somebody the other day about it too, because I posted something about it and it's great. <laughs> Fun, yeah. 
I don't know why I've been just like going away camp remind me. I just watched uh But I'm a Cheerleader. Have you ever seen that? <gasps> I fucking love that movie so much. And I was just talking about it with producer Patty a few weeks ago. because She also just recently watched it for the first time. Yeah, it's on YouTube for free with ads. So if anyone hasn't seen it and want to watch it, it's a fantastic movie. It's so good. First of all, Natasha Lyonne. Can we just talk uh, about what how queen. much we love Natasha Lyonne? Second of all, the soundtrack is made by Dressy Bessie, who is just a really like I really I love the music in that movie because I really used to like that. I mean, I still like that band. I just don't actively yeah. listen to him now. Thirdly, there's RuPaul's that one other... in it. RuPaul's in it? I don't even remember Mike. that part. He plays Mike the like, You're conversion right. coach. You're right. I totally. Yeah. That's probably actually the first time I saw Ru... like really saw RuPaul as like a man. Yeah. Yeah. So I never made that connection until now. And now I'm totally seeing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. Plus, Mick movie... Stoll is in it. I love Mick Stoll. She played. I could, uh, I could not remember her name. That's yeah. what I was about to say. And I could not remember her name. She's in like all the John Waters movies. Yes. But yeah, that movie is just, it's a fucking delight because it's one of those movies, you know, it's making fun of the, con- you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it's very satirical. Yeah. I was going to say, it's like the perfect example of satire. Oh, definitely. And just like, I think the production design, like I loved how like over the top it was and how they were in like, all these weird like synthetic materials and the room was like all pink or all blue. And mm-hmm. just like it's a fun movie. I really like it. I think they did a really good job. And me and Jem are talking about how it kind of got overlooked a lot and how unfortunate that, that is. It did I think it was because too though like it was one of those like it's definitely like I'm pretty sure like an indie production. Yeah. Because this is back in the day when I used to follow strictly indie productions yeah because i saw it i don't know what year it came out but i saw it and i was young it was 99 yeah i saw it in high school like i saw it right when it went to video uh but that's also because my i had a couple friends and we were obsessed with like scouring the internet for not movies but like indie movies and you know reading their thing and like i remember wanting to see that movie and then I saw it and I was like, this is so fucking good. This it's is so, so fucking good. good. So listeners, do yourself a favor. YouTube. Yeah, For anybody who's not seen it, by the way, it is, it's about a girl whose parents basically send her away to like a, re- a religious conversion camp uh, because they think she's gay, but she doesn't even like in the beginning of the movie, she doesn't, she has a, she's a cheerleader and she has a boyfriend and she, you know, like all that kind of stuff. But they're like, hmm. We're gonna I think it's a here. very relatable experience for, like, it was very relatable to my experience where, like, I feel like everyone around me could see it mm-hmm. except for me. Not everyone, but I feel like... Some people. Kind of like I was. I felt like a lot of ways I was the last to know mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because you don't, like, I think the moment in that movie like where she's like, I thought... I thought that was normal, like kind of like not realizing that things are not normal until someone points out that not normal, normal air quotes. I was going to say, I have a hard time with the term normal in that situation. But I think what it is, is that like we create constructs of Mm ourselves based on what we think we should be and what is quote unquote normal. Yeah. Sometimes not realizing that like normal is overrated quote unquote normal is overrated and really there is no normal yeah you know like i remember growing up and this is like no fault of like my parents or anything like that but i remember growing up and thinking like i wanted the house with the backyard and the 2.5 children and the dog and whatever Mm -hmm. and you go to college and then you get married you know and then i got to that point and didn't have any of those things but then i also realized that's not who i you know who i am Oh, definitely. I went through a very similar thing. Yeah. So, like, I, I think even if you don't identify with a, like, specific situation, I think most people can identify with the fact of, like, sometimes we are taught by, like, society or culture or, like, whatever to think certain things or think we want certain things. Yeah. And that's just not how it fucking is. Yeah. Everybody's a unique, beautiful butterfly flower. And, yes. like... We all, you know, and it's okay to be yourself and you should be yourself. Yeah. And, you know, be true to who you actually are. And I think it's what makes life good. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, we're so positive right now. I know. Look at us. 
I'm going to segue into my two truths and lie because my two truths and lie is about someone very unique and oh. someone who you love. I love her too. But so I actually it, did my. Oh, oh. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to see your guesses. They're going to be ridiculous. Is it Shakira? No. Is it Kesha? No. Is it. Why am I going just for like pop stars? <laughs> I'm not even like big of a pop music fan. Yeah, that's what um, I, was, I was like interested. Those are your first guesses. Yeah. I but... don't know where they came from. I mean, they're kind of like my Joan Jets of this episode. Fair. Um, is it Joan Jet? No. Okay. That's three guesses. I'm done. Uh, Nicole Byer. <gasps> I, I do love her. Because I know oh you just gosh. bought her book, Very Fat, Very Brave. Yes, it was so good. I read it on the beach in a bikini. Go uh, me. Yes. <laughs> also, there's only about 20 actual pages of written content. The rest of it oh, is yeah. just fabulous photographs. And her, like, I think she bought 50 bikinis for that book. I love it. Yeah. And they took a week to take these, like, photographs all over the place. And just, like, a hashtag or comment from her on each like photograph it's great yes so specifically i did nicole byer pole dancing songs yes because anybody not following her on instagram please do oh my god yes but like she's been i think i don't know if it was because of quarantine but during quarantine she's been working on her pole dancing skills Mm -hmm. and roller skating yes (laughs) but she pole dances to the most ridiculous songs Mm mm-hmm so I have three songs. You have to guess which one she hasn't pulled into. Damn it. Okay. Okay. So the first one, You Raised Me Up. Okay. Uh, I don't know two. that I'm going to know any of these names. I don't know song names Do you ever. want me to sing you a little, yeah. little line of it? You raised yeah. me up so I could stand on mountains. Okay. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it's a church song. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Probably Sounds Josh. godly. Yeah. It's either God or Josh Groban. I'm not sure. Same diff. Yeah. All Star by Smash Mouth. You know that one. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Please don't sing that one. Please don't. And I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King. <gasps> I want to be a mighty king like no one Yeah, No, far. you don't have to sing that one either. I do. I knew two of those songs on my own. I'm so proud of me. Yes. Um, I really want that one to be true, so I'm not going to choose that one. Fuck, this is hard. Why'd I, you do this to me? Like, literally, it was like 10 minutes before this episode, and I, like, was YouTube, which was autoplaying, and it came up with a Nicole Byer video. I'm like, that's what I'm doing. I'm going to go Smash Mouth. You are correct. Yes. It wasn't All Star. It's I'm a Believer, which is even worse. <laughs> then I saw her piece. I'm a Believer. I'm a Believer. Fucking Shrek 2, man. I'm blaming them. <laughs> you know what, though? I will say, in the Shrek movies, they also used a lot of songs from the Eels, and I love the Eels, so that's... Fair. I'm okay with that. I think at one point I had the Shrek 2... No, my friend had the Shrek 2 soundtrack, and I ripped it from him. Remember ripping CDs? I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember ripping... Remember LimeWire? Oh, yeah. I remember like, all the knockoffs, too, because I used LimeWire for a minute, but then FrostWire was the big one. Mm. Or, like, LimeWire was, like, LimeWire shit. You gotta use FrostWire. You and might was, be too like, young, but did wire. you Napster? Because that one's the one that got, I was like, always too afraid to Napster. I was gonna say, I used it before it got hit, and then yeah. I went to LimeWire when Napster got hit. Yeah, I remember, like, I think I was... You were young. Yeah, no, I think, like, the last time I torrented anything was college. And, like... I think the last thing I torrented was um, an ATC CD, A Touch of Class. Uh, they're like, just like nothing like Euro pop band that like their big hits were like all around the world. Na, 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 oh, na, yeah, na. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my heart beats like a drum, like a drum, dom, 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 like those stupid songs. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I needed the whole CD and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I torrented it because I'm really? that cool. I did movies was the last thing I did, probably while you were in college. <laughs> fair, fair. I feel like that's when it started. Like, I feel like Spotify really did things. I think Spotify changed the game because everyone just kind of realized, okay, if I can play these yeah. subscription, like eight bucks a month and just have access to all these songs and not have them be like, like, I remember like some torrented songs that have like 
hiphop.com boop 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 boo, like halfway through the song <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no i don't miss i don't miss those days it was a lot of work it was yeah it was, it was a lot, lot of work, work to get free shit <laughs> yeah but it was worth it because it was free but then like but also it was it was sometimes worth it yeah i was gonna say sometimes you would download it and then there'd be shit in the middle like that you'd be like or the song would start like a minute in or something weird you'd be like why? Yeah. Why? I have some other honorable mentions of songs that Nicole Byers pole danced to on her Instagram. Yes. I have the tiger. Yeah, that one I would have known. Uh, Arms of the angels. <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Yes. <laughs> and uh, with arms wide open by Creed, which I was like, ah, uh, what a queen. I have feelings. Well, I don't know. <laughs> the Fucking Creed. Ugh, that was a good one, though. That's a good choice. Yeah, I was like, I knew you were going to love it, because, like, Nicole Byer, who doesn't love her? Yeah, uh, big fangirl over here of, of her work. Although, honestly, I've only watched Nailed It, like, once. Which... I think, see, like, Nailed It's the, like, it's my least favorite Nicole Byer medium. Mine, too! I mean, like, it's she's it's fantastic fine. on it, it's yeah. just I don't like the show. No, like, same. It's, well, and I think it's just, like, I don't know. I used to watch, uh, or watch, I used to go, what's that, like, failed Etsy website? I don't know. There's, like, an Etsy website, but it's, like, failures like that, where it's, like, somebody tried to do some sort of, or no, maybe it's a Pinterest, I don't know, but, it, like, people yeah. would fail crafts, basically. And, like, that was interesting to me in picture form. I don't need to watch the whole process in an episode. And I'm glad people right. do. I'm glad people want to watch it. I want success for that show. I love that she hosts that show. I think it's amazing. Yeah. But it's not my favorite of her stuff. I definitely much prefer her podcast and her stand-up. Oh, her podcasts are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. My personal favorite, Why Don't Want You Date Me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Only because I don't watch 90 Day Fiance, and I know, like, that's one of them. And I've heard best... I should probably listen to Best Friends, but I haven't Best Friends that. fun. Best Friends yeah. is fun. I... Every time I think about it, I'm like, I should add that. And then, like, when I'm going to listen to podcasts, I totally forget. So it's hard. It's like sometimes it's hard to add mm -hmm. a new podcast to the rotation. But I do love that she just like does a million podcasts. I think that's fantastic oh, yeah. and wonderful. Podcasting yeah. is fun. Um, she's <laughs> done multiple fun. makeovers with uh, Trixie Mattel, which I love. Yeah, yeah. She was talking about that on I think last week's episode, or no, I don't know. Some she got her I... driver's license photo taken in drag. I'm pretty sure. Which I uh, love. That's fantastic. Yeah. 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 No, she she loves the drag community so much. And oh, I yeah. love I love her love of the drag community. Every time she talks about Bob the drag queen, yeah. there is su I, such love in her voice. It's Bob the, I've been wonderful. listening to Bob the Drag Queen's podcast re recently. She has one yeah. with uh Monet Exchange. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is a fantastic drag name. Um But they have one called Sibling Rivalry. Mm -hmm. Because like they aren't related to any like traditional sense of relation, but like they are actually siblings the way they interact with each other. Yeah, no, I've got people like that. Yeah, I'm an only child, so that's how I have siblings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're so funny together. That's another great podcast. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just like the podcast where it's like I don't know, just people like actually being themselves and like chatting. Yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's relaxing. Yes. You clean the house, you do that, you don't feel like you're alone. You feel a little less alone in the world. Which is perfect for these quarantines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that pretty much wraps yeah. us. We can end on our love of podcasts. Thank you for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. We're happy you selected us as your podcast of whenever you're listening to this. Yes, exactly that. And if you want more of us, you can find us on our social medias at Detroit Strange mm -hmm. on Instagram and Twitter, Detroit Strange on Facebook, and our email address is DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And then uh, if you have a second, please uh, subscribe, rate, review. Would really love some ratings. I know, you know, it's a thing that you're like, oh, I'll do that. And then like, it's easy to forget. Go do it right now. Two seconds. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. And... That, yeah, just we love you. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on keeping on in quarantine, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And other than that, check out everything else on the uh, Planet Ant Podcast Network. There's lots of stuff. Lots of streams coming out, too, if you go to the Planet Ant 
yeah. uh, theater socials, you'll find a lot of different streams. They're all going really well. There's new ones coming out all the time, too. So, Including Hey Girl. Yeah. Had its inaugural episode. Yeah. It'll be a, mon- a monthly thing, so it'll be cool. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, there's really something for everybody, so head on over to there. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Check yes. out the website. All those things. And until next, until next time, time, stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Detroit duo Sax and Violence.